Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's gonna throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! <laughs> Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They Rubbish! There's buggers over here. <laughs> Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday to you. February 24th, 2023. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We are in studio this morning. The Mike Rutherford Show, they were in studio yesterday. That's why this place stinks a little bit this mm, morning. Yep, yep. They noticed. Uh, they noticed some of the things. Oh, they did. Good. Mm, they did. Although th- uh, there needs to be some clarification. I need to get this gum out of my mouth. Yeah, uh, probably hard to do a little bit of radio while uh, having gum in your mouth. Is it a gumball? <laughs> no, but. I did bring you all some gumball. Oh, you got your gumball bag? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I told you all every day we've Never been doing failed. radio for years. I've got a gumball bag on me. I don't know how you all didn't know that about me. Uh, anyways, so they a, a couple of clarifications. One, the posters all fell on their own, not us. And Trevor's Super Bowl banner fell, not us. Although we did used to always like take one little thing away from it, so it kind of dangle. But uh, so that was not our doing. That was just gravity. Secondly, somebody has assaulted little Howard. <gasps> little Howard is not how we put him. Mm. And then Mike Rutherford mentioned how his little business card was on the floor. His business card was actually on Little Howard. Little Howard had picked it up as a goof. Mm-hmm. Um, so when Little Howard was assaulted and tipped over, the business card likely fell on the floor then. But they did notice the national, the U of L poster that says "National Chumps" on it. <laughs> Just some good fun ribbon. Yeah, yeah. To, between radio shows, what they have to say about that? They thought they may go to HR with it. <laughs> they thought it was workplace harassment. They thought that we've always been friendly with one another. Uh, Mike said that like when you start here, you have to leave something behind, and that's why he left his business card behind. Uh, which reminds me of when I started here. Trevor was like, "Yeah, everybody when they start here takes a picture with the sports coat on." It was this old musty sports coat. So I wonder if Trevor did that to Mike as just like I'm making something up. Yeah, like some yeah. you know good old fashioned hazing. Um, Although I, I feel like there, we all have left souvenirs. Coincident, I mean, it has yeah, happened that yeah. way, but it's not like some sort of radio first here. That's not like a tradition. But yeah, everybody has left something behind. Not me. 
Scoots. Scoots, you haven't left it. Nothing in here is yours? Not the 2017-18 Indiana Archie Miller basketball poster? What about the 2016 we did better than people expected book? If if I can live vicariously through Jim Coyle, some of this stuff in there is mine. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, that is fair. I sometimes have a tough time separating you and Jim Coyle. Mm -hmm. Oh, boy. A lot of similar personality (laughs) I look over at you and I'm like, oh, there's Jim Coyle. I've had a stellar career. Did you ever go drinking with Jim? Of course. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so you've gone drinking with Jim more than you've went drinking with us. Wow. Uh, that, that's messed up. Wow. That is messed wow. up. That's actually probably pretty close. It's mm. probably a close number. It may just blame it on us not living in Indiana. That's what yeah. I'm blaming it on you not living in Indiana. Okay. Uh, uh, speaking of bones to pick, I do have a bone to pick with you as well, Scoots. All right, let's he do turns it. into a different person on the Spears show. And he'll say stuff that like very much should be said on our show, but I don't know if he's just he, not he, confrontational. He's a scared little baby. He thinks he's gonna get beat up by us, that's, I think. That's We're gonna it, shove him in a locker. But Scoots, if it, scared money don't make no money. Scoots, you gotta play the game, buddy. This was the, it, yesterday was just ignorance on my part. First, I didn't. I got pressured in. First things first. We're gonna get into this, and it, and and just so you know, you and Trevor have the same take. Oh Jesus! I know. <laughs> <laughs> proper response to that Man. statement. So I am. I'm proud of you for that proper response. But this one, I think, is just can be squashed quickly. On the Spear Show, you said, and very quickly, very obviously, I should say, directed at me, you were like, why does everybody think UK is going to lose at Arkansas? Why is that such an automatic loss? That wasn't directed at you at all, for what it's worth. very clearly directed at me, because I've said multiple times that, like, you're going to lose at Arkansas, and that's okay. Um, Okay, if it wasn't directed at me, then I thought it might be directed at me, too, because I said it, too. We were both They're going to lose at Arkansas, and it's it's perfectly okay. As as long as you win the next two games, it'll be totally fine. It won't mean anything, but Arkansas is just a bad matchup for UK. Two, it's their senior day. You could have the 2015 undefeated team going into that game and potentially lose. I mean, it's, it's a tough game for any team. Mm-hmm. You could have Purdue this year. You could have Alabama this year. You could have a bunch of teams go into that game and probably lose. And it's a bad matchup for UK. And they have Nick Smith back, who's already playing pretty well. So Arkansas is going to be like a seven seed in the tournament, maybe a six if they get hot in the SEC tournament. And you are not going to want to see them. The... Um... Before we go back to ganging up on Scoots, Luckett made the good point that if you look at the SEC seeding right now, there's a lot of teams on that 8-9 line, and because of the rules the NCAA tournament has, you can't face SEC teams in round one, or I don't think you can even have them in the same pot in round two. Right, like there's, there's like some weird. There is a, there is an exception to the round two thing, and it's when you just have an too abundance many teams. of teams, right, yeah, where right. it's almost unavoidable. But in summary, that some teams are just going to be naturally seated much higher or much lower than what they probably should, just to avoid those first round conflicts, right? Like, and when I say much higher, one team's going to drop to a ten, another team's going to raise up to a seven just so we don't have a bunch of these 8-9 matchups. And that's where finishing strong matters. Kentucky right now is trending in the right direction, but you do have three games left to go. You've got an SEC tournament. Um, so, you could have up to six games before Selection Sunday. Right, right. As little as four. So being on the right side of that when everybody's kind of in a jumble is, is going to be significant. I don't think they're going to – when it gets down to it, like, are they going to look at head-to-head? Are they going to look at SEC standings? Like, I, I don't know how they're going to determine the pecking order among those teams, but that jumble is going to create a log jam when it comes to trying to find the right seats for all these, I don't know, four or five SEC teams that are 
right there between the 7 and 10 range. I enjoyed Luckett's article, and it's a good point. I thought Luckett took more of a negative tone that, like, this could hurt Kentucky, when in reality, I agree with you, could help UK. I think it, I think Kentucky is going to get the logo buys, wouldn't they? I think the selection committee will do one of two things, where they are going to over play the South Carolina loss too much and we're all going to get really Tito uh, mm-hmm. about it yep. or they won't even it won't mean anything like Kentucky will end up getting a better seed than we're all expecting and they'll be like yeah it was one game it was bad loss and it hurt them a little bit but mm-hmm. it was just one game we're not gonna it'll be one or the other I don't think it's going to be like properly valued for like yeah it's a bad loss uh it's part of a larger sample but we can't ignore that it probably cost you a seed I think it'll either be nothing or it'll probably be overly dramatic where Kentucky ends up being like a 10 seed and they're just like, well, we couldn't look past that home loss to South Carolina. Right. And we're waiting and we'll for this selection committee guy to talk. No in between. Uh, Greg Gumble, you know, and he'll have his explanation. And you'll be like, what? That's the dumbest explanation I've ever heard. Yeah, the last. Uh, I've got a good. Uh, we're way out, so you'll have to check back in with me as we get closer. I've got a good selection Sunday gut feeling, and I've been saying now for a couple weeks where Kentucky's resume I actually think is a little bit better than the bracketologists are giving it credit for. They've got more quad one and quad two wins than IU does. Uh, a lot of teams, not just IU, but IU's being projected a four seed, Kentucky eight in right. most places, and that's uh, it's dramatic. It's it's a little too it's a little too dramatic. Indiana will drop to a six for what it's worth. I don't know about that. We will. Who do you all finish with? Purdue uh, on the road, yeah, and then Iowa and Michigan at home. Both of those games are at home. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll you go, should, you'll you go two to one, it. and then you'll probably win a game or two in the Big Ten tournament. I mean, at the, least. We know that that's what Indiana does best is at the Big Ten tournament. Yeah, <laughs> they dominate that thing. It's called Little Bloomington. Where is it in Indy this year? I think Chicago. Where? Yeah, it's pre- Chicago. Do you I prefer it in Indy? Uh, yeah, I think it should always be in Indy, yeah. As long as the Big Ten doesn't go to New York and do stupid things like that. They've been yeah. to New York a couple years ago. Which that was so dumb. If I was the Big Ten, I mean, Indy and Chicago would get the lion's share of I'm surprised they haven't tried uh, Milwaukee out. I was going to say their, Milwaukee because that arena is nice, to be like in a nice, nice arena, part of town. Milwaukee's so. a lot of fun, and then also you could probably do Cleveland. Throw Yuck. Cleveland in there just from a kind of middle ground for a lot of teams. Those are what? What do you want to see from the SEC? I want to go to New Orleans, man. They used to have New Orleans in the rotation. Uh, that would be so much fun. I I'm. Can't believe I'm saying this. I, I'm, I want Nashville to be in the rotation. I don't want Nashville to be permanent. Yeah, I'm, I'm just kind of we. Somebody was asking me if I was going to the SEC tournament. It's like I've got seven other Nashville trips I've got to do. Like yeah. they're, they're they're having SEC media days there. Uh, we, we got a Vandy game. Like there's just a lot of stuff bringing Kentucky to Nashville, and also the Nashville change is inevitable, right? But the Nashville we went to when we were. In our in college, college and mm-hmm. early 20s. It's Some just, of those Music City Bulls. It's just, it's just not the same Nashville. Like you, no. you can't – I mean, they're, they're, it was it's gotten, not, it's gotten too big for its britches. Yeah, it was $9 beers it's at Tootsie's. It's gotten too big for like, its not, country music boots. Right. It's just it's – just, It's got too big for its cowboy hats. I've yeah. heard the country music thing's been kind of off lately, too. Oh. Had a buddy that went recently. He said they went into every bar and there was only country music playing in two of them. All the other bars were playing, like, punk rock and – Mm, no, they just yeah, I, I disagree with that. I, they, uh, they change high, it up. Highly yeah, doubt that, but some places probably do play other music from yeah, time to yeah, time. Yeah, so yeah. When we were, I enjoyed the music when I was there last time because it was a little bit more of a variety than mm. See, I, if I'm going to Nashville, I want all country. Best time to go to Nashville now is like when there's nothing going on in Nashville. Yeah, yeah. A little quieter. There's a there's a there's a blues bar on on uh, Printer's Alley Scoots, and it's freaking awesome. 
They tear it up. So I do still want Nashville to be part of the rotation. Atlanta doesn't do it for me, but that is a good just kind of central SEC location. I never. Do you think uh, they try to get cute when Texas and Oklahoma join? Do we get like a Houston SEC tournament? Because that will that will rightfully tick me off. Kansas City. Out. No, absolutely not. Can't do that. If they maybe they go to St. Louis more, that doesn't really help out Texas that much. I'm trying to think of like places that would do a like would make a fun job hosting because the problem with Texas, all of their venues is Memphis would be a good location. Texas is Texas is just like everything is so spread out there. You know, we're going to have it in Jerry World, right? Like, that's that's off the beaten path. Oh, gosh. The, the Houston Stadium. Do, uh, yeah. They're definitely going to do something in Texas, just yeah. as a throwing a bone to the to the schools. But I, 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 I'm I with you in that, okay, a Memphis changeup, the New Orleans one needs to happen. New they Orleans, used to do sure. that every three or four years. Mm-hmm. And I still remember uh, my dad got a T-shirt when they went down there, and I thought it was the coolest T-shirt. It was like mug shots of all the mascots, like on the back of it. No, that's fun. Hilarious. Yeah, hilarious, you know? Uh, I used to go to the SEC tournament a lot more back in the day than I do now. And I'm sure someday I'll probably get back into the rotation of going to the SEC tournament more annually. But there was nothing quite like the thrill of UK winning the SEC championship and, like, running to the nearest vendor to try to get, like, UK gear Mm. and memorabilia SEC championship 2011 in Atlanta. Did you go to that in in Atlanta? I've never been to an Atlanta one. No, I've only done. They I did like five dollars tickets for students. Then it was unbelievable. What? The right. seats were trash because it was in the Georgia Dome. Uh, and I've, I've told this story before. Was that just for one game? No, well, yeah, for every game it was five dollars, gotcha. and UK played three games, so fifteen bucks to go to. It may have been ten dollars, but I think it was five dollars. Still pretty cheap. I've talked about this as well, but the Georgia Dome was like texting was cool and. and you know, iPhones and all that stuff. This was 2011. The Georgia Dome was like you could text into the big screen, and mm-hmm. they'd like be showing the game, but underneath they had like a, a, a scroll bar, and it was just text into the game, and they were not filtering them. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, UK obviously had the most students there. UK had the most fans there, uh, and it got out of hand, as you would imagine. I'm trying to think who would have been the was it Florida 2011? Yes, in the final. Yeah, and Darius Miller had a bum ankle. They beat Alabama in the semifinal, I believe. There was a run there where Kentucky just eliminated Alabama every year. They played Alabama. It's like Georgia and Alabama. They they did in 2012 as well, and they played Florida in 2012 as well. And then that was in New Orleans. That was a blast. 21st birthday year down there in New Orleans for that one. Lost to Vandy in the championship. Not as fun, but... I remember uh, it was the spring break, and we had no money. So we were at, like, my lake house. It was not great weather, but it was just like, well, this is something to do. Yeah. And we couldn't get TV, so we listened on the radio while we were, like, playing with sticks. Like, we were just, like, you... Carving with sticks. That's quite the memory. We, it was... We, we were that... You guys got pretty wild, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Naturally, you know, we were drinking the cheapest beer we could find and, you know, just pillow farting around, but yeah. And then 2010 was in Nashville, and my mom and I went to the opening round game, I think against Mississippi, no, Mississippi State was the championship game. This may have been Alabama again. Who? Just Alabama, very yep, constant nope. SEC opponent. They start to run together for me, but uh, we went down and we just went down for one game, and I had to be back to leave for Florida for spring break, freshman year of college, it was a real hoot. And so drove back to Louisville to get in the car with my friends who we drove right straight past Nashville again. Just like, why didn't you all just pick me up down here? But then again, what was I also going to do for like eight hours by myself in Nashville? Get hammered. Yeah, I wasn't 21. (sighs) 
didn't have my brother's fake ID, but I would have been by myself. I there would have been a lot of UK fans down there. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. To some folks. Yeah, so I'd like New Orleans, Nashville, and then those would be my preferences. I'd like Louisville to get I think, it. I, I don't think know Atlanta why they would haven't gotten the courtesy one once every decade. If they did the Hawks Arena. If they like in in Atlanta instead of doing it in like the enormous, no, I, I sometimes like the big stadium. It makes uh, cheap tickets. Everybody gets in. That's part of the part yeah, of that is true. Part of the thing about Nashville is like one, just staying in the city is super expensive. But mm-hmm. if you want to go to the games, those are arms and a leg as well. Yeah. Is there an SEC team that's more north than Louisville? Nope. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, no, Louisville's more north than every SEC team. Yep. Nope. So it doesn't make sense. It would be yeah, nice, though. I mean, Tampa's more south than every SEC team, and they, they went go there, there yeah, too yeah. frequently. True. So why and can't they give I, one I, to the North folks? Well, you got, and, you got uh, and how much more north is Louisville than Nashville? Three I mean, hours. how many how many schools are within eight hour driving distance of Louisville? The Alabama ones, uh, Missouri, Missouri, Ole Miss, Arkansas on the fringe, Georgia, Arkansas I think outside of it, Georgia's South Carolina's right there. in it, South Carolina's in it. Yeah, I mean, it's several. Yeah. Easy drive. I'm not saying it should be in Louisville frequently. And the old story, nice is, the old story is that Tom Jurich would like not even consider it, didn't want to see his arenas painted in blue because obviously it's just going to be a ton of UK fans. But it's a ton of UK fans wherever they play it. So why don't you throw a bone to the folks and say, hey, why don't you stay home yeah. or only an hour travel this year? One of the better SEC tournaments was played in Lexington, and that was in 93, Kentucky-Arkansas final. Uh, yeah. Jamal Mashburn and uh, – Went down to the wire, and I think the Cats won in overtime, I want to say. I, if the internet was working right now, I'd look it up. But it's not. It's not. Um, Scoots? Roush? I think this is the the part where we gang up on you. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. So Scoots had this revelation, change of heart. I, who who knows what it was. I'll explain it. But he goes on Spears' show, and he, he – has the exact same take as Trevor that there was nothing over the top, nothing intentional with Case and Wallace falling into the Florida fans. I am looking honestly forward to hearing your explanation. I really hope it's better than what you said on Spears yesterday. I certainly hope and would almost guarantee it's going to be better than what Trevor said. Um, I, but I do look forward to hearing your opinion. Maybe I can get, I can, I can understand. I, so here's the thing. I don't think I'm going to change your mind. I, I, I just don't. I don't think I'm going to change anyone's mind because what you see is what you see. But when I watched it initially, yesterday morning on this show, I was kind of peer pressured into watching it last couple minutes of the show. Watched it two times real quick. And I thought, and I said what I said. I think I said there's no place for it, yada, yada. So then when I'm on Spears yesterday, he's talking about it and I pull it back up. And I, I watched it five, six, seven, eight times. I mean, I watched it so many times with him yesterday. And it's just, I, I don't see anything ugly about it. I mean, the guy is literally pointing to his left, or to his right, I guess, looking to his left. D- should he know that Cason Wallace was there? Yeah, maybe. But does he know that Cason's going to take off running right into his arm? That, probably not. Oh. I mean, he does. He he is not looking at Kaysen when Kaysen is b- virtually sitting on his buddy's lap. Man, they made a big deal about like where I was reading the text line. Text line was fun. Text line on Spears. Spears got a good thing going. It's a really entertaining show. But I was reading some of the text line. 
Um, and that's where I got that picture of the bear hug. But you guys were making such a big deal about like where these guys were looking. What did, what did you all expect for them to like be face to face with Casey Wallace and that would make it intentional? But the fact that they're looking away means that like they, they have no periphery vision of the guy that's what? in their they, lap. They know that a six foot what four you know two hundred pound point guard future NBA lottery pick is falling into I mean, them. Scoots, they're not oblivious to that fact. Sure, and. They may, The guy with the arm bar, you all are like, he's looking left, he's looking right, and he doesn't even know that he's there. He gets caught with his arm around Cason Wallace's neck when it starts down at Cason Wallace's belly button. How is that? Well, why the, is that? The most, the most damning thing, the reason why, Scoots, that you know that this is purposeful. As soon as Cason Wallace goes to leave, the guy puts his hands up like he did nothing. That's it's an true. admission of guilt. It's true. Everybody that puts their hands up, it's because they just committed a foul, and they're trying not to get caught. I, I don't know. I see him put his hands up, and I'm like, okay, that's nothing intentional there. And and I'll tell you all right now, I did a test with my roommate last night where I was in the same pose as old buddy, and he, he my roommate played the part of Casey Wallace. I was like, <laughs> I, want, I want you to take off running. I want to see how quickly I can get my arm away from your body. And it, it, it you can't instantly just pull your arm away. I mean, it, that's not natural arm movement. Excuse, come in here. Let's break it down together. Come in. You want to? Yeah, no, come right. in here. Just, come on. I, I want you. To, I want to see what you're seeing. They so we're see, gonna have a right. play by play at the same time. Scoots, I'm gonna give you my mic. They see Kaysen coming at them. Correct. All right. They see Kaysen coming. Yep. Is anybody scared, terrified for their lives, freaking uh, out? Look, that guy. That might guy. Be. That guy moved back briefly. Yeah. Okay. Moving back briefly. Is anybody terrified? That guy's hardly moved. He's moved maybe half an inch. What's, what's this guy doing up. right here? I mean, is he holding his buddy back or what? That guy is holding his buddy back okay. for the time being. All right. Why would you need to hold your buddy back? Because he's scared. But he he's kind of pushing him away from contact. He doesn't want him this to This isn't hurt. a hard collision. This Correct. isn't. This is just minimal. He's not out of bounds. All right. Coming down. More, more. All right. We've had contact. Correct. That guy hardly gets bumped. This guy already has his hands on Casey Wallace, but at this point you can make the case out that he's just, you know, he's let's absorb, absorb contact yeah. here. This guy's already starting to put his arm I around Casey Wallace. But if you look at his right hand, I think he's got his arm behind Casey, and I think it's a balancing act with both of those guys this in the guy, middle. This guy's got his left arm already sticking out pointing. at Casey Wallace. He's pointing towards the sideline that he stepped out of bounds. But his arm is already there. Correct. Is it? Let's see if it's going to be a chicken arm or not. Let's see if okay. it's just going to flail and go away. All right. Okay, contact's already gone. Why does this guy still have his hands on Casey Wallace? Okay, that guy. Why yeah. does he already have? It? Why does he still have his hands on Casey? The Wallace? guy on the far left. Yes, I agree. He this guy is pointing. His hands at this. Point. This guy is pointing. His arm is still diagonal. Look where it is, though. Down yeah. by you know. Okay, all right. I kind of stopped it a little bit too late, but one, this guy's no longer pointing down by. Watch there, it, his arm's gone up. Secondly, this guy's why is that guy's arm still so far extended? Yeah, I don't understand. Why is it so exaggerated? I, I don't understand the guy on the left, but the guy on the right, watch his arm. Like go back a little and bit, secondly, watch his arm. His arm doesn't home, move. Homeboy, Case, with, homeboy with the undershirt over here. Now he's got his arm just underneath Casey Wallace's armpit. Yeah, I don't understand the guy on the left. The guy on the guy with the arm though pointing. Watch, I mean, if you watch his arm the whole time, it doesn't move. Kaysen gets it, into his running motion, okay. dips his shoulder, right. bends it at the tell knee. Tell me this arm doesn't move. Tell me this left I arm doesn't move. Doesn't move? No. And then why the wraparound? No, when Kaysen Wha comes into him, his arm does not move. Look, look like, look, his arm doesn't go up. Yeah, because he's got his arm around his neck and he's slowing Kaysen, him down. Kaysen bends down to run. His, he's bended at the knee. Yeah. I, but so, you, so Kaysen Wallace, it's his fault. 
He's no, I'm just why. saying. It's, it's what, he is to blame for being choked out by this nefarious Florida fan. Nobody is at fault here. It's just an innocent basketball But you court. still have no explanation for that guy. I don't have an explanation and for that guy. And the fact you don't think that's egregious. No, I don't. I mean, I just it's, don't. Just, it's just why. It's, it's, a, it's a bad take. It's a bad take. It's a bad take. All right, there's film is study. There's pro, film study with Scoots live Scoots on air. Scoots is just pro fan interference. It's just it's it's all fine by that, him. That's not it at all. I just I don't see anything in that. I mean now now the guy on the left, like we talked about, I don't know why he's grabbing like he is. Maybe he should have been the one kicked out. Yeah, I, I, but I think when you get your, I think they probably all should have been kicked out. I think they all played a role. Um, there's a reason this looks so much different than normal folks falling into stands. It's because it was different because they were holding on to him more than they should have. Secondly, it was a group of Florida bros all drinking. You don't think that maybe they were being a little extra aggressive. There's a, there's a long history of people falling into stands and sports and things going wrong, Mm -hmm. things not going right. Pat Conroy wrote in his book, his losing season when he played for the Citadel, he jumped into the crowd against South Carolina, I think, or Clemson, and you'd get burned with cigarettes. They'd put cigarettes in (laughs) back in the good old days where you could smoke in the arenas. Yikes. Uh, So there's film study with Scoots. We're going to talk about UK's game against Auburn. Folks, it's a big one. It's a big game tomorrow. A lot on the line, but I think more big picture stuff as well. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to get into the Thornton's text line. You need to get your Heine into Thornton's yourself. Mm-hmm. Get yourself some coffee, some donuts, and get your day started. Oh, the man, right way. that's a nice treat yourself, too. Because, you know, no no meat today. Can't get the, the sausage biscuit or the sausage croissant. People do forget. No Got to go with the donut. Had my first meal at dinner yesterday. Nice little turkey burg. Ever? Uh, no, but <laughs> since, I was, since, I was on, since I was going through the little bug. Feeling better. All right, we'll be uh, take a break. We'll be back. We'll get into the text line, talk UK basketball, talk other things. Got plenty well. of fun ammunition yeah. to get us rolling here on a Friday. Suck it to Bruce Pearl. Oh. The first of many suckets. Yeah. Take that, Pearl. Tell you how suck it and you suck it. Scoots? Suck it. Why your feet are jumping and the jam is pumping. Looking at the crowd are jumping. Pump it up a little more. Get the party going on the dance floor. See, cause that's where the party's at. And you find out if you do that. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Donatella, T-Mobile. Three words for you. Treat yourself. Treat yourself 2011. Once a year, Donna and I spend a day treating ourselves. What do we treat ourselves to? Clothes. Treat yourself. Fragrances. Treat yourself. Massages. Treat yourself. Mimosas. Treat yourself. Fine leather goods. Treat yourself. It's the best day of the year. The best day of the year. Welcome back, Friday edition Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. DJ Rocker, Nick Rouse, Justin Kalen. Text on into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Great rejoin there. I think uh, an underrated part of that whole first segment is so you were role playing the Case and Wallace situation with your roommate. <laughs> I, was, I was wondering why that didn't get more run. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, well, I you... think I'm so focused on just wanting to you know make my <laughs> point, listen to your point that I kind of glossed over that. Yeah, we played it out. <laughs> 
It was funny. Yeah, it was when you all were texting me last oh. night. I was like, I, I got up off my couch and I looked at him. I was like, come on, man. I was like, we we got to play this out. I, I've got to have something to tell them tomorrow. Now, did you also do the field sobriety test afterwards? No. That's tonight. Friday That's tonight. Night. Yep. Oh. You excited for it? I, I've got a Friday night off, so yeah, I am pumped. Ooh, nice. I am pumped. I do have an 11-hour radio day. I'm producing for every local show today, so that's pretty big. Wow. For, oh, for the Rutherford shows on location. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, that is a big radio day. Big radio day. What, what's the over-under on Platty Splatties tonight, Roush, for the scoots? Four and a half. Mm. A lot of money to be made there. Oh, definitely over. No. Yeah, you're you're, the, you're losing your money. The platies, he can't. He can only do so many of them. Exactly. He's well, whatever he's out. whatever he's drinking, actually. I'm a little guy. I I, I was I wasn't specifically talking splat. Yeah. All right. Is it? Are, what, what beers are going to be tonight? Scoots Miller Lite. I do have some platies in the fridge. It's oh, actually so going to be a platy like night. Three three beers. Yeah. Then. No, it'll it'll be over. No, a, he can't. Long working day, and then you know not having to work tonight, he's going to tie one on. I might tie one on. I think he's tied. Well, it yeah. sounds like you said a great number, Ralph. It, it is a pretty <laughs> solid number. <yeah. laughs> you got a future. In if we were playing the trivia game, I wouldn't know which way to go. <laughs> <laughs> I think it strictly comes down to just how good of an episode of Live PD That's or true. whatever the new name is. Also the show true, is. yeah. If it's if they if they're lit and they've got a good episode going, oh. going to be engaged, <laughs> hey, hey, fired up. He's going to be walking the line. It's going to be something special. So, oh, uh, all right, good good stuff. And then Roush, you hitting up a fish rock? First fish fry Friday. That's that's the FFF. I'm 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 hopeful. Uh, the I'm a little worried. The boys, uh, or at least Duke, might be feeling a little under the weather. You know, the the whole back and forth on the weather messes with the allergies. We spent a lot of time outside the last couple of days. So, uh, but that's the plan. That's the plan. Hit up St. Paul. Do a little fir- fish fry. The first one is always the most chaotic, but. Um, uh, I, I'm I've got a real hankering for a good fried fish sandwich. I'm very very excited. You are right. The first one is most chaotic. They're figuring out the system. It's been nearly and, a and year. It's always like that's. I don't know what people do for the other fish fry Fridays, but they always go to the first one. I don't know why they. Because everybody's got the hankering for the fish, like you said. But then, what do you eat for the other ones? Do you just say screw it? I'm going to eat meat, or like, do you go somewhere else? I, yeah, you th- go to other fish fries. You stay at home. You get order a cheese pizza. You do other things. I mean, TJ goes to different fish fries every Friday. Not always, but yeah, I like to mix it up. I, that's, see, that's I didn't know if you had like a go to or not. I do enjoy a good uh, carry out every once in a while. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. I like to go to some other ones. I like to check out different ones from time to time. How many fish fries are there, or how many Linton Fridays are there? Six? Uh, Something like that. If it's 40 days. Yes, there's not one on Good Friday. Right, no. right. So maybe just so five. five. Yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd say if there's five last year, maybe we went to three. They were all different. And then two, we probably just didn't go. Um, So really not that. Why that wouldn't they have one on Good Friday? It's Because uh, Jesus got crucified. Jesus. Yeah. This. So you can't eat fish? Well, it's like we're not going to have any. We're, we're not going to have a we're big, be sad all day. nanny. Yeah. yeah. Our Lord and Savior has been crucified. Excuse got it. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't figured out what I've given up yet. The The bog on Wednesday really <laughs> threw me for a loop. On well, everything. you gave up food for a few days. <laughs> yeah, sure did. There you go. Um, I did I did get out of the house last night, too. Went to watch the sales against Butler in the district final. Did they win? No, they always lose when I show up. So uh, I was like, I, if, I, I'm, if I'm going to go, i got to go. <laughs> and they can still afford to lose, and it's not the end of the season. Uh, only four points in the first quarter. Who won St. X Mail? 
Uh, male has male. buffer zone game. Mm. They're up pretty much like eight to twelve most of the game. Mm. Sales sounds actually, like Saint X couldn't get the stops when they needed, or uh, couldn't get enough buckets. Usually, that's how basketball works. I knew it was. Uh, I was in a good old fashioned high school basketball game, and the gym was every bit of eighty degrees in there, nice. just so hot. Because you know, I mean, it was unexpectedly warm yesterday, so that already doesn't help. You get all those bodies in there. It was so hot, um, and then there was one. There's one very awkward moment in the third quarter. Butler, sales tied it. Butler's starting to pull away. But had a, a very vocal older gentleman uh, sitting not too far from us. And when a guy was walking past, he uh, his pants were hanging down a little bit, right? He was sagging a little. Felt like it was 2006. And the guy just gave him a, pull up your pants! No. Yeah. And we kind of looked at each other like, did he just say that? And I think the guy who was walking, he had that too, and he kind of was like, what? Did you just – it was it was very – everybody just kind of didn't know what to do there for a second. He just kept walking and kind of did the, like, hand, like, I right, get out of here, old man. But, like, it was uh, – hadn't, hadn't so heard that it, in a while. It was just inten- – it was intentional sagging. Yes, yes, very much so. And he had like his like uh, wife beater like tucked into his underwear almost. Oh, that does seem. It was it was a weird. Seems like a bad look. Yeah, Uh, maybe on team old man here. Yeah, there was also uh, I don't know how people like there was a lot of people who were I could tell it was part of their um, because like you know I'm I'm not around kids enough I don't know the fashion but there's a lot of kids who had their hoods up like with their hoodies because the hood was fashion like. it had a pattern on it, but it was, I mean, I'm not kidding you. It was 80 degrees in that, that gym. It was so hot, but they kept their hoods up to show off the, whatever was on the Nike hoodie or whatever it might be. The pattern. The patterns on the hood. Never a thing when we, when we were. No, there. no, no. And that's, I, that's, that's new. People want to sag their pants. They're more than welcome to. Yeah, I don't yeah. care how, how people dress. That's, that's going to come back. By the way. Oh, yeah. Big big shorts, like big yeah, basketball shorts. Yeah. John Wall, Eric Bledsoe. I'm looking forward to that. Derek Rose. I'm going to be like, ah, there's there's my the good old stuff. Uh, no, I'm just going to think that it was stupid. This, the At dumbest the time, part was... I thought it was stupid, but I did participate from time to time. Um, but I was even like, this is, ba- this is super baggy. This is, like, not better to be running in and, the... like, Putting the ball between your legs. See, that was the part that didn't. Like, how do you cross over dribble? It was tough. Yeah. You're going to get some. But I was also. Threads. I was, you know, I'm a taller guy. So, like, even the shorts that were designed to go well past your knees didn't go that much farther down. So, it was always fine by me. But I do still have the one pair of shorts that I'll, I'll throw on on, like, a lazy Sunday that are just enormous. And it feels good. Feels like I'm. Right back in high school. Yeah, there's there's maybe a time and place for him. Uh, all right, you wanted to give a suck it to Bruce Pearl. Oh yeah, big old suck it, man. He just he's the worst, isn't he? No, it's not. Uh, no, no. Come on, he, he, he's the worst, TJ. The worst on this show, Rouse is reserved for Jimmy Dykes. No, no, that's not true either. <laughs> that's not that's not true either. Uh, Bruce Pearl, he, he's he's sweaty, but you know, he's done obviously a pretty good job at Auburn. Been to the NCAA tournament. Um, it makes me very happy. I was looking at his Tennessee stunt. That he, every year he went to the NCAA tournament. That we don't have to go to Auburn Arena for this game though, because he is so, they're so obnoxious down there. And I think it's just the residual Auburn effect that he's had, where it's all this 
idiot, like people who don't know basketball sort of thing, that just like assume that they're God's gift to basketball because Bruce Pearl made them good for the first time in 40 years. That just like really rubs me the wrong way. And he gets all sweaty and he starts pumping up the crowd and it just, it just annoys the bejesus out of me. So I'm glad we don't have to deal with that experience on Saturday. Um, four o'clock tip off. We do get the CBS treatment again. Love which it. Is, which by the way, Scoots, we should get a, a drop with somehow incorporating the, the March Madness music. Just get us fired up. It's not March yet. I know, but I'm just saying, like, we who, need to have it, you know. You don't you don't know my plans for March. Well, what, what if I, I already got that in the works? No. I'm Scoots defend, if, if there's one thing over preparing our producers should never be something we're no, criticizing. The producers for. do so much. They book us guests, they I, give us timely rejoins. I and, do have a fun rejoin for today that you all are will probably like. I'm hoping you like. I'm just saying, it's, it's you know, four or five days till March. I'm excited for that rejoin, Scoots. Can't let's, wait to let's, hear it. Let's get uh, CBS music ready, because that's that's exciting. I'll see what I can do. Um, TJ, I, I don't know what to think about this matchup, because Auburn's guards are so hot and cold, and I feel like that's... Like, I, I don't know which ones are going to show up. If the, the good version of them shows up, then it might be a challenge for Kentucky. But ultimately, I still feel like this is a game Kentucky should win at home the way they've been playing. Before I get into that, to finish out Bruce Pearl's Wikipedia page, he's only been out of the first weekend at Auburn once. The Final Four year? They went to the Final Four at Kentucky's stupid expense. Um, he's missed the NCAA tournament four times, not including the COVID cancellation year. That would be five if you want to throw that in there. Four times, though, they just haven't been on their own accord. And only been out of the first weekend once, where at Tennessee, never missed it. He was out of the first weekend every year except for three, so half the time. Half the time he was there, he got out of the first weekend. Half the time they he didn't. always lost in the Sweet 16. And uh, one year they lost in the Elite Eight, John yeah. Wall year. And that was their uh, farthest. People forget Tennessee never yeah. gone to a Final Four. People do forget that. Elite Eight. That'll be eight years, the greatest year in Tennessee basketball history. It was the, the Mecca. It was as good as it got. But Bruce Pearl at Auburn, overrated. Many people are. Me are figuring it out maybe in real time uh, <laughs> as we do this radio show live. That is kind of crazy, though. He's, he's missed the NCAA tournament more than he's been and has only been out of the first round once. Anyways, for the game tomorrow, I totally ag- agree with your analysis. These are green is the type of guard that can give UK fits and Johnny Broom, which a lot of Kentucky fans may be familiar with, where he previously played his college basketball at Moorhead State. He is the type of big that gives Oscar fits. So those are two things that you don't love in a matchup with UK. But still, with this game being at home, and while UK's got their own depth concerns, will we see Wheeler or CJ tomorrow? I'd have a minor Wheeler update, just kind of the scuttlebutt that's been going around out there. Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll all find out probably Sweet. tomorrow. you got scuttlebutt on Wheeler, but well, you don't know? the I don't know. I don't know when we're going to see him, but I do think we see him again. You know, there are some rumors: is he going to be out for the year? That sort of stuff. And what what the people around UK and other media members, I'm sure, have relayed this or are, are saying is that he hurt his ankle, came back and finished that half. Yep. And then it it reaggravated again. Just kind of like not reaggravated. I shouldn't. That does happen. Spoiler alert. Yeah. But like it was still sore and tender, and they gave him a little bit of time, 
he came back, thought he was ready, and then it was still hurting. Mm-hmm. And they said, okay, well then we're like now we're doing a break. Like now we're doing gotcha. we're doing a break here because we're not we're not going to rush. When you come back, it's not going to hurt again. Because if we bring you back and it hurts again, when is it ever going to get healthy? If we keep pushing you when it's not a hundred percent yet, so they're giving this is how many games has it been now? Six, uh, seven. This is week three. Yeah, so you're playing yeah. two games a week, so six. It, it it's been a while. I don't know exactly when they, you know, tried to bring him back and it started hurting again, sort of deal happened. So I don't know. I would think it's probably more likely you see him on a weekday, like next Wednesday, than you would on a Saturday. Because if he couldn't go this past Wednesday, what is an extra two days really going to do? But at some point he's going to have to be healthy. At some point it's going to have to be feeling good. Uh, You would hope or think, cross your fingers, that that's the case. So I don't know when you're going to see him. My guess is probably not tomorrow. But I do think maybe maybe Wednesday, and if it's not Wednesday, maybe you wait till the SEC tournament and you just say, "Hey, we're going to be in. We'll bring you back. We'll bring you back then." I'm not 100 percent sure exactly when it's going to be, but that was the little scuttlebutt was with with Wheeler with CJ. I'm hearing at first it was like he was having a trouble breathing, which can happen with rib injuries. Yeah, yeah so it was true. like, how can we even get you close to coming back when you're conditioning and you know you're you're huffing and puffing and it hurts you to be doing that? He is back to working out. Um, I don't think he's taken any contact from what the scuttlebutt is. So I, I do think we see him as well at some point this season. I weirdly feel like, and th- this is just your perfect example, that we'll probably get CJ tomorrow and Wheeler three weeks down the road. I do think we'll see Wheeler before CJ, but that is just a guess. It's just a guess. Yeah, I was hope based on what Jack said, I, I guess it would be right around this time last week. Was hopeful that we might get a chance to see CJ tomorrow. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, I'd love that. Just, it, I just, it, when you talk about breathing and stuff, that makes me a little bit more nervous than just waiting for an ankle to, to heal. Because that, that is one of my bigger concerns, just the, the legs, the tired legs. And in a, in especially in a game um, against Auburn where those guys can run around, those, those guards can run around, give you a lot of hell. Like that, that – the fatigue is certainly going to play a factor, and it's one thing when you've got a Wednesday break after a Saturday. It's another thing just two days rest and then go play a game. Um, so, I'm that, that that's the part of this concerns me. But if you get C.J. Frederick back, and he doesn't even have to just be in there for short spurts to give Kaysen <laughs> and Reed some relief, break, yeah. yeah, like that 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 can make all the difference in the world. So, um, I'm not holding my breath. I'm crossing my fingers, uh, hoping that that Frederick does return tomorrow against Auburn. I hope that's the case. That would be great. I do think you see both of them again in a Kentucky jersey. Both of them. This both of them for sure. Uh, I just saw Larry Vault tweet out: Wallace has missed 32 of 43 shots the last four games. He is a much better. I still think you just have to have him on the floor, obviously, especially with Wheeler hurt. So don't allow me to finish this take. But he's obviously a much better scorer and shooter playing off ball right now he's not as good in this stage of his basketball career scoring with the ball in his hand he'll get there it'll be in the NBA but he'll get there but he's struggling and you've got Reeves coming off screens running without the ball a ton it's just nice to give those guys a break every once in a Mm -hmm. while to to be able to go get catch them a break pretty sure uh, I am worried about tired legs tomorrow pretty sure that if 
Kentucky does win, though, then they'll walk up a double bye. I think that's that's certain. If the Cats can get the win, um, man, I forgot about Katie Johnson shooting twenty eight percent. They have some high volume three point shooters equal not great percentages for the Auburn Tigers. Yeah, it's not a great Auburn team. It just never, you know, it could something feels up, off about it, right? It, it's just like. It could be something similar to Kentucky where you just got all the pieces together and you're just like, ah, ended up not not being as great as we thought. It's still good. It's still a solid team. It's a team that I think could come into Rupp, and if UK is not, not ready to play, they could end up winning. But it just, yeah, something something was just not right about it. They have a guy named Zepp Jasper. That's a, cool it's a name. sweet name. Yeah. yeah. Feels like he'd be like, play, have a cameo in that 70s show. Zepp would be, <laughs> Zepp has to be fast, right? You can't be. You would think. You can't be a slow. Is he a big Zep. boy or is he a guard? Uh, he is a. Big guard. Guard that three points a game, 18 minutes a game. I would think if he was fast, his name would be Zip. But I. Not Zep. What do we think? Zep, Zep has to be short for something, right? Zepadiah? Not 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 sure, and to be totally Six honest, six foot don't, one don't senior care. from Augusta, Georgia. Um, not sure, don't care. The <laughs> the Auburn team is reeling. Have you realized this? How how reeling are they? <laughs> they have lot up until their win against Ole Miss, which was at home, and they were it was not the most inspiring performance. They had lost six of their last eight, so now it's six of their last nine. Nice. But I worry about tired legs. I do worry about this Auburn team looking at this as a turnaround point for their season, where they could because they they do finish at Kentucky, at Alabama versus Tennessee. Nobody has a tougher finish than Auburn does to finish out the year. This is going to be a big opportunity for them. I would feel like if Kentucky was at full strength, Roush, this would be similar to the Auburn game in 19. Like, you should pound them. This could be your yeah. good, fun yeah. moment at Rupp. I still think that is on the table tomorrow for Kentucky. But this UK team has had a really tough time closing teams out, extending leads, burying teams, uh, looked good against Tennessee, and then wouldn't you know it, the Vols you know, made it an eight-point game. To UK's credit, it never really got any closer than that. And then similar situation down in Florida. Kentucky comes out, looks really good, and this time Florida did come all the way back and did take the lead. Um, I would love, would love, it'd make me feel so much better about a fun UK run if Kentucky could – just win comfortably. It doesn't have to be a blowout from start to finish. It doesn't have to be a 20-point halftime lead like it was against Tennessee. But around eight minutes, I just want a burst in the second half where it's like the game is being put away. Good night. And that would make me feel a lot better about UK's chances at a deep run. It'd make me feel better about just this UK team in general doing things that they need to do. This is an Auburn team. It'd be pretty similar to probably what you're going to see in the first round of the NCAA tournament, whatever you're seeded at. If UK ends up being a seven, consider Auburn kind of in that 10 seed category. If UK ends up being an eight, Auburn could very well fit the bill of a nine seed type of team. This is going to be kind of your first round game and it's at Rupp. Yep. Something you got to take care of business in. One thing that you should not be confused about, they have a Jalen Williams that's a forward. He's not the Arkansas Jalen Williams that flopped and took all the charges, that those dork fans counted his charges. Remember that? Yeah. They had a charge counter? Yeah. And he's uh, they still like keep up with him in the NBA with his charges. Really? It's, it's atrocious. It's so embarrassing. It really is. Yeah. yeah. So don't be confused by that. Um, I'm with you, though, where – 
I mean, Kentucky did the thing against Florida. Jacob Toppin's dunk was supposed to be the end of the run that just put him away and ended the game. And then they went and fouled a three-point shooter. Jacob Toppin three. Yeah, there's like so many moments yeah. where it's just like, there, you're done. You're, you're good. Take care of business. Um, all right, we, we're going to get into tax. We're going to end hour one here. I don't know what Scoots is doing in the producer room. It's banging the tapes together. Throwing what's some stuff the, away. What's the drinks you like? Red Bull? No. Rippets. Rippets. No, I'm I'm back to Red Bull. You're back on Red back Bull. Back to Red Bull. Your ribbit days are over. <laughs> ribbit days are done. Yeah. All right. I don't normally do this. Do want to give a shout out to one of the biggest Kentucky roll call listeners and fans out there. My niece Emma. Ooh. Emma is great. She listens almost every day to Uncle TJ on radio. And we love her very much. So uh, have a good day, Emma, and thanks for listening. We got hour two of Kentucky Roll Call coming up next here on Big Exports Radio. Oh, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Taylor. Yeah. Why must I feel like that? Why must I taste the cat? Look at the dog in me. Why must I feel like that? Why must I taste the cat? Look at the dog in me. Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on uh, your Friday morning. Weekend is finally here or near, depending on your work schedule. We appreciate you tuned in, listening. We go 7 to 9, replay of the show 9 to 11, and you can get Kentucky Roll Call wherever you get your podcasts. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call. Scoots. Roush. Got a question for you. TJ. Got an answer for you. Got a question for TJ, too. No, you can ask it. Full of questions. Guess the line. Oh, for tomorrow? Yep. It's in Rupp, right? Yep. Um, Four and a half. Interesting. TJ? I was going to say five and a half. I was going to say six and a half. Well, and one of us nailed wow, it. Wow, Kim Palm only has it at two. Really? Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Interesting. And our guy Tor- Torvik only has it. UK minus one and a half. Oh. No. Probably means Scoots will end up being... Right. Yeah. We'll see, though. We will find out. The line will come out probably at some point today, later yeah. in the day. They, they, they've been better about Saturday games. They've, they've been putting those out earlier, like around noon. It has been a little bit better. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but not when I'm going to be in Indiana to be able to bet on it. We've got an updated net ranking. Yeah. That's uh, top 30. UK, no, it's as of today. Oh. No update. UK moved up a spot overnight. Wow. Number 28. We're number 28, We're everybody. 28. We're 28. Man, when we were talking about the number three SEC tournament seed the other day, I was it just was in my head until we had already moved past it. But um, third place. Third place. <laughs> like that's just, Interesting enough, overnight, Auburn moved up two spots. They're at 31. One spot from it being a quad one game. So That is kind of the thing. Like, does it need to be like a cumulative GPA where... Well, the worst part is, what, it's like the only way... It, GPA where it's like if you get... It's a, not weighted. Weighted. Yeah, yeah there yeah. you go. But basically, the only way this game's a quad one game is if Auburn wins. 
Well, <laughs> you know, true. And, and now they would need to win out some later on, but true. So. But if they won one of their final two, whether against they're not winning at Alabama, but if they beat Tennessee at home, you beat Auburn, it could end up a quad one game yeah. again. Yeah. You don't need to get so fixated on the quads, but it is funny. You're just one spot outside mm-hmm. the difference between you adding that to your resume or not. But I do see a lot of bracketologists and college basketball experts. A lot of times they'll lump in the quad one and quad two games together. I don't think that's the worst thing in the world. Um, just yeah, because yeah. those are like quality opponents. Yeah, not great. Right. They're not all great. They're not all tournament teams, but those are your kind of your notch above your non cupcake terrible teams. So just win. Just find a way to beat Auburn tomorrow. It's going to have a March atmosphere to it at Rupp Arena. Yeah. Probably the the last best atmosphere. At Rupp, you know, Wednesday night against Vandy. It'll be good, I'm sure, and it's senior night. But More uh, had the same juice. Gonna, a sat, there's, a, there's a Saturday buzz about some games at Rupp. And Travis have Perry will be in the house. It's been, oh, yeah, Travis yeah. Perry visiting. That's exciting. Don't matter. He's going to Indiana. That's the, oh. that's the thing is, like, IU is easily recruiting him the hardest. It seems like IU is, he is a great spot in this. He is the Indiana. You know if Kentucky wants Travis Perry, they're, they're going to go get them a Travis See, Perry. See, in that um, – there is an extent of like how much does Kentucky, like how interested are they? That's the thing. That I mean, he has an offer, but how committable is the offer? All that sort of stuff. Uh, but then over the last two weeks, it's like okay, Kentucky looks like they're actually seriously recruiting him. That they weren't just doing this because they had to. You know, when you go watch a dude and he drops sixty-one, that's got to be like okay, you know, I yeah. get it, competition, but scoring sixty-one against a elementary school team would be somewhat impressive. Yeah, seriously. And he didn't How long would it take us to score 61 points? Just I scored 41 in a game once. Oh. Uh, was this intramural Friday night intramurals? It was, yeah. Nice. And this was, to to be fair, to be fair, an exhibition game for those intramurals. So right, right. It, well, even in the context of people kind of taking it a little bit more lax, they were very lax. And I wasn't even the leading scorer on our team. Oh, wow. Jeez. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. No, actually, that game I was. There was another game we scored 100 in, and I think I had 37 or 35 that game. And my buddy had 43. Nice. Buddy Charlie. He could really fill it up. Not sure if he still could or not. Have you noticed that UK's played two straight games against teams that wear orange? And tomorrow's a game against a team that wears orange? Boing. Bring on the orange teams. Good thing I wore my orange shirt last night. Not sure what that means. Sturdy now. Can't, can't accidentally put it on tomorrow. Not sure what that means. Should we head on over to the Thornton's text line? Yeah. And you should head on over to Thornton's. You should. 502-414-1450. I'm very much looking forward to my Thornton's trip today. You you deserved it. Also get 10 cents off to use to fill up on gas. Gas. Kind of cheap right now. Is it? Well, $3. I got it for two eighty at Thornton's. Wow. And I used the E88 thing. You get five more cents off. It was under $2 when Trump was in office. Here we go. <laughs> I got a chuckle out of Roush. That's all I was looking for. <laughs> Texter says, TJ, I completely disagree on Miller. Wrong place, wrong time. He brought the gun. He literally made the place and time bad by bringing the gun. He may not have committed a crime, but Alabama should have suspended him for being incredibly stupid and, quite frankly, an accessory to a crime that ended in murder. But he wasn't charged with that, so, Mook. He wasn't charged with that. I, you can't just go ahead and you know punish people for things that they're not charged in. You could end up getting kind of getting sued so, for stuff like that. Here's the sure I, after answer, seemingly but. having not paid close enough attention to the facts for 24 hours, I saw 
I read both sides because here's the thing: when that news article came out, that was the police testimony, or you know, like that—that's just their side of the story. And then you hear Brandon Miller's side of the story from his attorney, mm-hmm. and the the attorney does paint a picture of like, all right, he was there to pick up the guy. The guy left his own gun in the car. It wasn't Bra- like you got the impression that Brandon. It was Brandon Miller's gun. From the headlines. You, you got and the that he was like handing it to him to exactly. use. Exactly. Like, oh, you need to kill somebody with your gun? I'm your guy. Here's your gun. That, that, that was the initial impression. Whereas, in this instance, he gave his buddy a ride, went somewhere else. The guy wanted him to pick him back up. He left his gun in the back seat of the car and then followed up with him like, hey, I need you to come back over here a little bit quicker. I think Brandon Miller made some poor decisions that evening. I think it's a valuable lesson in that, like, hey, buddy, you've got a lot to lose. These other people don't. Uh, nothing, you know, nothing good happens after midnight, blah, 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 all that sort of stuff. But I just, I don't, I, I think that Alabama messed it up. I think Nate Oates messed it yeah, up. Yeah. I think back when all this stuff should have happened, they should have just been clear with everybody. And they said, hey, Brandon Miller was near everything that went down. He didn't play a role in everything that happened, but he was. Um, indirectly involved unknowingly, and we just aren't happy that he was even around the area that evening, and he should have been back in his dorm room or back in Wait, his apartment. They, they should have and sat. So we're, we're suspending him for a few games. He's not in any criminal trouble. He's not right. in any charges, but we're just kind of disappointed with his decision-making. So I do agree, Mook, that he should have probably had a little, a small suspension, but people that are acting like he needs to be dismissed from Alabama, you're clueless. Oh yeah, our boy Clay Travis is just like it's the most. Dis- he he just had to have the hardest take. And the and the thing that he is just so if it was Tennessee, he would one hundred percent say if he didn't break any laws, if he's not being charged with anything, what do you want him to do? <laughs> this is the most despicable thing I've seen by an, being at a Southeastern Conference athletic. You know, I That's mean, real. he's just going nuts. But the the part that I found uh, humorous in all of this. Because really, it's all about how Alabama handled the situation. They handled it poorly. Um, and that's not to take away from the actual crime they committed, That, not to dehumanize that. But, I mean, Nate Oates said that he talked to Ray Lewis about how to handle the situation. Yeah, it's not, and it's, it's like, not, a, well, not a good look. Yeah, I mean, like, you're, basically you're asking a guy how to cover it up. And what they did is they thought that this never was never going to come out. They thought it was never going to see the light of day when – you should have sat anybody that was even remotely involved for a game or two, at least, and just said they were around. We're investigating, and while we while we do our due diligence, we're gonna sit these guys for now. Take here's the, one here's the, the statement team. from the attorney, Be, and they don't. You know, that's kind of unusual sometimes that attorneys would release statements like this. Um, usually, it's just kind of hush hush. We're not being charged with anything. We don't have to say anything. Yep. Let's just move so on. We're not going lives. to. Before Brandon arrived. Pick up Mr. Miles. Mr. Miles and the individual with Miss Harris apparently exchanged words without Brandon knowing any of this context. And as Brandon was already on his way to pick up Mr. Miles, Mr. Miles texted Brandon, asked him to bring him his firearm. Brandon subsequently arrived at the scene to pick up Mr. Miles. Brandon never got out of his vehicle or interacted with anyone in Miss Harris's party. He was never involved in a verbal altercation. Um, Brandon never touched the gun, was not involved in the exchange. And never knew that illegal activity involving the gun would occur. So obviously, from their side of things, the picture that they're painting is he was going to pick up his friend. 
The gun was in the car. Mm-hmm. He thought that he was picking up his friend, but when he got there, his friend did not get in the car and leave with him. Instead, he grabbed his gun and then gave yeah. it to a person that murdered an you innocent could, woman. You could also see the... There's also a lot of thinking, a lot of logic that Brandon Miller can be like, good, get this damn gun out of my car. <laughs> you know, like, uh, that, sure, too. Like, so, lot, that's a good point. I don't um, think of that. So... I don't think that Brandon Miller is totally and completely blameless, but it, it should have been nothing more than maybe a minor suspension for him. Yeah, and how Alabama handled it is blameless what in made the sense it. that you should have been home. Yeah, yeah. And Alabama handled it very poorly, like that, you said. and that's why it's become a, a big sink, and it's not going to go away. Uh, I, I don't know if we even finish Mook's text. He says, Alabama and Oates should receive an immense amount of criticism and Miller should have been suspended for a significant amount of time back when they found out this information. Another texter says, best part of the full swing doc is Kepka's wife trying to talk him into talk to him and he doesn't care at all because he's pissed about golf. One of us. <laughs> <laughs> what do we got next? Oh, man. Also, the, the highlighter tips for Brooks. That's, that's a look. Uh, I think it's important to point out that we did not, quote-unquote, take the air out of the ball at the end of the game last night. We turned it over, fouled on a three, and Florida made some plays. We had one late clock situation, and Livingston made a play. Sometimes the other team does good stuff. We didn't slow it down. In fact, we stretched the lead with three minutes left. That That is a good that, that's a good point. Um, and I almost wish they had tried to take the ball out of there a little bit more at times. The, the mistakes they made were... Overly aggressive mistakes with the foul on the three. Um, and that was also just some head-scratching officiating. I just want, like, you know, I just want Kentucky to be like the 2012 National Championship Kentucky team. Is that so much to ask? But when teams press, make two smart passes and go dunk. Go dunk on a two-on-one. Go dunk on a three-on-one. You All you have to do is just make usually two passes and you're good. I will say... I think they had the one turnover from the trap late in the game, and that was kind of unfortunate. I think more of a missed foul, and they just ended up playing on because Kentucky was up double double digits at that point. But they're doing a better job of being patient when they're getting pressured and trapped, and that's that's like the number one key. If I were a coach, I'd be like, hey, when you get trapped, just calm down. First off, you've got five seconds, sometimes ten seconds. You, you've got plenty of time. Chill out. They're going to be swaying their arms and jumping. All you got to do is just wait for one, you know, one moment where you can make a clean pass, and then that's the starter. Once you make that first pass from the initial double team trap, it should be on like Donkey Kong, yep. and mm-hmm. you should be out on an outlet and going and well, scoring. And that's why most presses they just try the first trap and then get the hell out of there. Well, when you're in desperation mode too, you're you're willing to risk. All right, if you can beat us, if you want to go attack the rim, that's fine with us. Maybe you'll miss and then boom, we sped you up and we're getting the ball back. If you end up scoring, we're in desperation mode anyways. But go be some killers. Have some killer instincts as we're also coming off the Brandon Miller, maybe poor choice of words uh here, but go yeah, go be aggressive. Roush used the term bang bang yesterday as well, right after we were done talking about mm. it. Yeah, yeah. Guns on the mind. Guns <laughs> uh, on the mind. I mentioned officiating too. If you think college officiating is bad, man. The word, the the one thing at least, college officials, their crews can be on the same page. The worst part about that game last night is one ref was making all of the calls, like he was being Mister Ticky Tack, and the other two just were small in their whistle. Mm-hmm. And and I'm not like they they were pretty bad all night, but the worst was, uh, I mean. 
without a shot clock, it's really hard to come back from like double digits with three or four minutes ago. So the sales was doing all their things, but they, they actually had an and one to get it to five. Kid gets fouled. The guy underneath the basket who just swallowed his whistle the whole night, didn't call anything. Go, offensive rebound, he seemingly gets an and one, and then the ref who had called everything, who was at like the back of the play, calls it over the back. So instead of it turning into like a three- or two-point game, it's Butler shoots a one-on-one. One. But it's like, the it, it's one thing to change the way you're calling the games, but to be inconsistent from official to official makes it just impossible to like have any sort of flow. Because you'll go from like letting them play through anything to just hand-check foul. I, I draw. I, I don't. I'm not going to get worked up over high school officials just because there's such a shortage of them that, like, sports being canceled and games not being able to be played is actually on the line. So I'm sure that there are plenty that stink. Yeah. But you know, they're they're in the high school just, level. I just wish that they would be get on it. Like, I'm okay if you all stink the same way in my mind. But like, at least I don't like when one guy just. Takes over like he was a TV Teddy, right? Like he was yeah, making calls a, for the other it's guys. Yeah, and it's like, dude, you, you got to be in your position. Call. and You got to call exactly. It's his I, call. I, if I he doesn't that. make it, then you let it go. Because um, there was there was some there were some doozies there. It's like, dude, just let let your let your guy do his job, and if he doesn't do it, if he doesn't miss it, you don't have to run across the court and start hopping around to make the call. All right, another net update: Michigan big win last night. They are, they did win against Rutgers, right? Pretty sure they did. They were up big. I imagine they did. They're at number 53 in the net, three spots away from potentially another quad one win. Ooh. Go blue. Ooh. And big blue. Yeah. We're net watching, baby. And uh, Bracketville, everybody knows we're Shelby mascots, but Bracketville, another website that I go to from time to time, uh, and now I'm forgetting the guy's name that actually runs Bracketville, but... We can get to that at another time. I'll I'll make it up to him. I pro- oh, uh, bracket guy Dave, I think is who it is. Maybe, maybe not. Anyways, this is the most unreal seeding setup for UK that I've ever seen projected in a mock draft. They have UK as a seven seed, which I think is fair. Yep. If, I, if I'm making my prediction on Selection Sunday, I think UK ends up a six, but seven. Obviously, it's a spot off. I could be totally wrong about that. They've got Pittsburgh. They're playing in Des Moines, which I still have bad memories from 16 playing IU there. Old Des Moines. Um, But they're playing Pittsburgh and Des Moines. You just would need to beat Pittsburgh. You see that Pittsburgh's starting lineup is older than Oklahoma City Thunders? (laughs) (laughs) I saw that. By a good good deal. By a pretty decent, like by several years older than the Oklahoma City Thunder. But you should win that game. Your two seed there, Roush, is Kansas State, which I think Kansas State and Keontae Johnson – they're a good team. They're one of the most surprising teams in the country this year, but that's your two seed. You can get that one. Your three seed would be Marquette. Again, solid team. Your one seed's Alabama, which we aren't crazy about that, but, you know, it's your one seed. That'd be an Elite Eight game. And it's all in Louisville. Oh. All in Louisville. Oh, okay. Give me that. Like, what do you – that would just be a dream draw. Again, I, you know, Alabama would be incredibly tough, but you could be the – set. you could have – You'd have to beat Kansas State to get to get to Louisville for for two games. Wouldn't get much better than that. So uh, I'm I'm fully in mock bracket mode, mock draft. Well, mock drafts, no. But I'm I'm a bracketology guy. But I have to wait to a certain time to buy in. And once I'm buying in, I'm all in, and I'm there now. 
So I'm looking at all of them. I'm checking them out every day. That's the best one I've seen. TJ is all in. The Batcats take on Wright State for a weekend series. Wrong college. Am I right? Hey, oh. Is this is probably at home then, right? I believe so. Yeah, weather went away. It's still not bad. Warmer. For, yeah, yeah. But it Three was game perfect. series against Wright State with this UK baseball team. I think everybody kind of knows where our sentiment is, but we're still rooting for them. Just keep winning series. Much hope to be correct. Yeah, I think it's just expectation needs to be series, not sweeps if we want to keep it realistic. But a sweep would be great, and a series would be big. Can you name the mascot of Wright State, Scooter? Mm. Oh, trivia question, Scoot. Come on. Gosh, I'm really good at my mascots, it too. It kind of flows pretty well together. Yep. Yeah. Really no, I can't name it. TJ? The Raiders. The Wright State Raiders. Mm. Yeah, they're, they're, it's a wolf. Uh, maybe I didn't know that. Yep. It's, now a you wolf? Do. it's a wolf? Yeah, it's like a wolf. I did not know that. Didn't yeah. they beat Louisville in just... basketball? They did. <laughs> oh, who has it? Yeah. Who do the emus have this weekend? It doesn't matter. They don't need to win. Four win U of L. Man, not many wins. This is such a hilarious bet. Not many wins at all. They have Ball State. No, Ball State's third in the conference. So yeah, that, could be, that could be a tough one. They, I know they got three tough ones left. Ball State Cardinals greater than wow. Louisville Cardinals. They are basically uh, a game out of the eight spot. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There, there are they're a game out of the eight spot, but they're tied with three te- other teams that are a game out of the eight spot to be able to get into the MAC tournament. Like I said, it doesn't matter. So they're probably gonna have to go two and one, and they're five, two and one at minimum, to get into the conference tournament. Don't need it. Ooh, where do we think is? And is that's it, Tony Barbie's Chippewas that are holding that final eight chips. spot. Are um, is the MAC tournament hosted at a central location or is it home y- court? Yes, but and that's why there's only eight teams. But I, could, I would I think could that totally be wrong about Columbus, that. right? I mean, because it's it's the Ohio small school conference is the MAC. I would feel like Columbus would be the most. Centralized Cleveland. Location. Cleveland, okay. They're in Cleveland. Yep, for the quarterfinals, semifinals championship, and that is March 9th through the 11th. Let's go. March 11th. Nothing bad's ever happened that day. <laughs> Texter on the Thornton Stacks line, 502-414-1450, says, TJ, what's your opinion on Aaron Rodgers going underground and meditating for his darkness retreat? More power to him, but what on earth is that? He's out. Yeah. He's, he's, did he see a shadow? Also, how big of a fraud is Fraud Zatani Phil? That stupid little yeah. gopher. Stupid gopher. Yeah. By the but way, weather's you, been great. Did you see the details on the Aaron Rodgers thing? Yes. I didn't read the story, but. He's like a toilet, he's got a sink. I saw the There's picture. Like thing that food is brought into him. In. He had a light switch that he could control from inside his room. Yeah, if he wanted light. Yeah. yeah. So how are you going to call it a darkness retreat if you've got the ability to turn on the light? dark unless you have to have an emergency light situation. And, the, and that also makes it, um, like, if you don't have a light and you're walked in, that's like solitary confinement, right? I mean, wasn't that what he was going for? I think it's kind of what he was going for. But uh, hopefully he comes out clear-minded, ready yeah, to make some I, decisions. I think I had the the take correctly early on. Where Aaron's just, miss, he missed out on his early 20s phase. <laughs> playing football, so he's getting back into it. Good Making for him. Up for it now. I, I don't. I don't. It's hilarious how it's been covered by the media, though. Very funny. How so? Just that, like, you had graphics, 
Aaron Rodgers is out of his darkness retreat. That is kind of it was very funny. It's just like I get that you it it you know sold news time for the NFL ranks and it's significant that he said he's going to make a decision after this. So now you know that a decision is imminent. But it it felt like it was kind of a throwaway thing he was saying on the McAfee show, and then Pat was like, "Wait, we got to dig in more to this." And and then it just it became little, this. It is a little weird. Like you have to go be in darkness for four days to find out if you want to play in the NFL for another year, and if you do want to play in the NFL, you want to be in Green and, Bay. And he's going to play in the NFL. He's going to make fifty million dollars. But who's turning that down? <laughs> I, I I could sit in the darkness for five minutes and say, oh, fifty million dollars for another year, sure. Yeah. What if his visions were just like, are you an idiot, dude? I'm like, are you serious? What are you doing? Get your ass out of here. I'm like, you go. You got a couple good more years left. Go go make money. Yeah, and come see us in a few years. I do want him to leave Green Bay, though, and this has nothing to do with your team. Wow. It's 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 more so the the chaos. Yeah, I don't agree. you like the idea of like a legend retiring with his team? No, that don't care about that anymore. I'm on I, Team I, Chaos. I always, too. I always like that. Always think that's cool. When yeah, like that, it's because it's, it's so rare these days. You well, hardly ever get it. Yeah, it, so there is that point, but I've enjoyed seeing the Peyton Mannings and Brady's get a Super Bowl elsewhere too. You know, they don't have much left in them, but, like, go to a, a team where you get a better shot and surprise some people. Because I, 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 I'm still kicking myself for betting against Brady in that Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, and they just mollywopped the Chiefs. Got a molly. Love a good mollywop. Yep. Um, pop molly, we're sweating. Nice back and forth there from Gasaway and Torvik on UK seating, and I looked it up, and there was not very much of a back and forth. It wasn't a huge back and forth. It was just, like, was one more, tweet and reply. I mean, I guess the texture literally said back and forth, which so was that's what it all, was. Technically, so, it was a back uh, shout and forth. Shout out to forth. you, texture. You were correct. <laughs> and basically, it was just saying that, like, UK's numbers are actually a lot better where a lot of people have them in bracketology, right? That was the sentiment. I looked it up yesterday. Yeah, yeah, I did. I just checked it out. It was just like, yeah. A texture on the Thornton's text line. Go to Thornton. Says, Scooch is coming around on the Saudi sports wash- washing venture. Fake news. Fake news. <laughs> I'm coming around on some of the guys who made decisions to go to the Saudi sports washing venture. Yeah. Yeah. The guy we don't talk about anymore famously said, having money is not everything, not having it is. I don't know who that is, who said that, but uh, solid quote. (laughs) Texter says, people keep using the point that he didn't commit a crime and therefore should not be suspended. That's fine. I'm not arguing that he didn't commit a crime, but kids miss games all the time for things that aren't necessarily illegal. That is true. It's all just feels gross when you have Bama fans protecting and propping up a kid that brought the gun that resulted in a young woman's murder. I think some Bama fans are obviously taking it too far, but I think you can make an equal case that, like, what what do you— isn't it kind of gross that so many people want to see this kid punished for non-criminal activity? A woman was murdered, but there's no guarantee that Brandon Miller's involvement automatically left a woman dead. There's no guarantee that that person wasn't going to commit a murder, which was not Brandon Miller and was not Miles, Miller's buddy. There's no guarantee that that person wasn't going to commit the murder anyways. It's just a kind of gross, sad situation. Alabama handled it poorly. Hopefully it will be a major eye-opening learning experience for Miller to make good choices, wise decisions. And Rash brought up a good point. Like, dude wants his gun, and it's going to get out of my car. Come take this gun. 
I don't think there's any, there's no evidence to suggest that he knew it was going to be used for a murder that night. That being said, it is a gun, but I don't think his first thought would be like, oh, my buddy Miles is kind of crazy. I'm just going to take this gun home and keep it with me. I don't think that's just a normal thing people would do in that situation. Not trying to defend Miller. I also just don't think it's totally fair to everybody to pile on and wish that he was kicked out of the University of Alabama. Your take on the Miller situation is my exact take on the Florida and Cason Wallace situation. So, <laughs> booyah. <laughs> oh, let's go to our last break. We'll come back. We will wrap up the Thornton's text line. Dude, it's what a leap you watching you made there. That was impressive. He's a wild and crazy guy. <laughs> We'll give our predictions for UK and Auburn. Maybe talk a little bit more about the game. Get to some other stuff. I, I got to hear all about Liam Cohen's appearance on Eleven Personnel yesterday. I heard it was riveting. Oh, we'll come back. We'll God. talk about that. This is KRC Ooh. on the Big X. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Virtually unlistenable. I almost turned it off at several points on my drive home because of that annoying, annoying girl screaming in the background. I could not imagine. I couldn't make up a more annoying voice than what she had. Go Gators! It was awful. In this segment, in honor of our friend, Florida fan Lauren, we're just going to scream for the next uh, 19 minutes. Ah! Ah! Go Gators! Ah! Gators! Woo! Welcome back. One final. That was good, Ah, dude. That was good. The mashed up audio of her is... Oh my gosh, it's it's like the thoughts from a psychotic person. It's not good. It's really not good at all. Welcome back. One final segment. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Hope your Friday morning's off to a good start. If you go to ShadyRays.com, it could be even better if you get yourself something something fancy, something mm, nice. You fancy, all at huh? affordable price at Shady Rays. And there's more and more stuff coming out about you needing blue light glasses. It seems like there's a lot of science suggesting mm-hmm. that looking at screens all day, not good for human eyes. Uh, how long have humans been around? Long time. <sighs> be a good trivia question. Let's say 30,000 years. Oh, it's much longer than that. I really? think they've figured out. I think they used to think that, and then they realized maybe the Old Testament wasn't, uh, you know. That's that's uh, the number uh, in my uh, head, uh, yeah. Uh, I want to say it's like 500,000. Wow. Let's do a quick Google. Uh, 13, wait, no. 300,000 okay. years. Okay. So yeah. I wasn't. So one zero off. But <laughs> you have 300,000 years of human evolution, and then boom. The last, like, 50, you're like, look at the screen. And mm-hmm. then really the last 10, it's like, look at the screen nonstop every day for the rest of your life. Shady Rays has blue light <laughs> glasses, and they're stylish, and they're cool, and they will help you out in a big way. They've got sandstone, black timber, pink tortoise. You're a big mm. pink tortoise guy. Gunmetal, yep. which is pretty sweet. Those are aviators bang, as bang. well, which is, uh, which is nice. Go check them out today. They've got everything, men's, women's, kids. Uh, prescription as well, snow goggles, poor Paoli. They had such a tough uh, <laughs> snow year. 
They got no snow. It was a warm winter here in Kentuckyana. It's not done yet, probably, but I think they only have 20 days left in their season, and they were like, yeah, it was bad, uh, which I would imagine when you don't get hardly any snow. But check them out today. Shady Rays, they've got it all, whatever whatever you're trying to accomplish. They'll get it figured out for you. And don't forget promo code BIGX, 25% off at checkout. I don't like the staticky thing I hear in my ear. Huh. It's a little weird. Do you hear it? Nope. Okay. Must be must be a you problem. It's your headphones. Mm. By uh, the way, a little disappointed. I didn't get any interaction on the Kentucky song. What do you mean? When I made that drop, put it together, I figured you said we liked the drop. No, I know, but I was I was imagining in my head that y'all would like clap along to it, Man, and be pumped. Scoots. It's like we're too hard on you, and then we're not too nice enough to you, and we don't compliment <laughs> you enough. Christ. It's like high maintenance, Scoots. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm good. I just, I was expecting a little more interaction. Material girl, and you're in a material world. <laughs> Holy smokes. High maintenance. Uh, Vince Marrow, wish Kelly Craft a happy birthday. Ooh. People so, are gonna make Joe Sanka, write a story on it. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton Stex line. Uh, Chris Jackson is one of the best freshmen in college basketball history. It's a good call on like an oldie, but a goodie. Because he's one of those super awesome basketball players that if you didn't see, you wouldn't appreciate. Yeah, yeah. we should have definitely said like Michael Beasley. We should have said Kevin Durant when talking about some of the best freshmen in college basketball. But I think we were talking SEC. Were we specifically? Yeah, we were talking specific SEC? on SEC. Oh, okay. yeah. Well, uh, future Beasley former awesome. SEC alum Kevin Durant when the Longhorns joined the SEC. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, cool. I was I was sitting here like, why the heck do I not know the name Chris Jackson? Because he's not Chris Jackson. It's my mood Abdul Rauf. Yeah, and I. There's um I think there is there a thirty for thirty on him, because that see when we were talking about Doc yesterday like I want to know more about Chris Jackson and the because there there's like a sentiment that his uh, religious uh, conversion played a role in him sliding in the NBA like that people ostracized him for it. Interesting. I don't think he has a thirty for thirty. He has a Showtime documentary. Okay. Then maybe that's what I saw an ad for. That'd be interesting. Because, yeah, um, it is funny. There's a great Bobby Knight quote um, that... Every quote? He, he had one after coming back to beat LSU, and I believe it was the team with Chris Jackson, Stanley Roberts, and Shaquille O'Neal that had... I mean, they should have just gone to a Final Four and won a title. Where Bobby, like They asked him after the game if he was ever nervous in an honor. You know what? <sighs> Things were getting a little tight. We were down by a lot, but I looked over that other sideline. I saw Dale Brown standing there, and I knew we had a chance to come back and win. That's a good one, yeah. That is a good one. <laughs> this is true. Which, by the way, have you all kept up with the drama surrounding the Dale Brown court? Yes, a little bit. Yeah. Well, like, to the extent that they were going to do that, and then they so, people made a big fuss, so they want to put a woman's name on it as so well. So they just, I think it was when Kentucky played there last year, they named the court after Dale Brown. And then as soon as they did that, there was all of a sudden a push to add the woman's coach name there as well. And it's a battle between factions of boosters and all sorts of stuff. And I haven't gotten that deep into the weeds to know who is for and against. But it really does, like, the, the overall sentiment was, this is incredibly disrespectful that we just gave this guy, we just named the court after him, and now you're trying to add this woman's 
Like you're, Which you're, women? What? Kim Mulkey has to be Mulkey, right? No, the one that just Mulkey? got there. No, no, no. It's a woman who be wild. Yeah, no. It was a woman who coached there for thirty years or so, and she was fine there. Like it was similar. She is a similar kind of pedigree to Dale Brown. Where the AD just needs to come out and be like, "No, the court is named what it is." Well, you know we, what? They end up voting to add the woman's name to it. So they're doing that. They're doing it. Yeah, which is just like, why? Why? Maybe if you want to do this years down the road, like fine. But I just, if you if you had this much chutzpah, if you cared this much to add her name to the court, why didn't you do this when they were doing the initial thing with Dale Brown? Because you know what? I bet he would have been fine naming it the Brown and so-and-so court at the same time. It's true. But also, she already has, I'm pretty sure, a statue on campus, too. Like, I don't know. That, that, that whole thing, that was a lot of drama. Um, and I'm sure it's not going to go away anytime soon. I'm just glad we haven't had any Rupp Arena people crying about that anytime lately. Yeah, yeah. But shout always. out to the Big Blue History guy on Twitter. What's his name? John Scott. John Scott. Mm-hmm. He, he fights a good fight with all that. Yeah. Where he's just like, basically, this has been, over time, history has just lied. Or portrayed, misled. Yeah. Well, the portrayal of, of, of Rupp. It's and, looking at history through today's glasses instead of contemporarily. Yeah, and people also just get a ton of facts wrong as well. That's and, true. You know, yeah. they just make up narratives partially. Well, Gloria, they watch Gloria, they watch a movie. Gloria Rowe yeah. didn't do anybody any favors with that. Um, all right, let's keep going with the text line. We got our buddy Brad from Bellbrook. He says, "Hey fellas, I accidentally snapped my phone in half from leaning my lazy boy back and not realizing oh. my phone was lodged in between the reclining mechanism. So I apologize for not blessing the text line with my genius wow. earlier this week. But I'm back with a couple questions. What an unfortunate way to break a phone. Just, no kidding. Did it like snap in half? Was it an iPhone? Could, he's got to be a green text. Glass went everywhere." Yeah. Which player in the Cal era do you think would have a long NBA career who ended up flaring out? And which player did you think would have no shot in the NBA but proved you wrong? Personally, I'd have to go with James Young as a player I thought would have a long career, and Trey Lyles as a player I didn't think had a chance. You all have a wonderful and safe weekend. That's Brad, a, hey, you too, buddy. Those are two great suggestions for both. Um, I would say the player that I thought would – be in the NBA longer. I thought Terrence Jones would be an NBAer. Like I thought yeah. he would just be and he was tough, he was physical, he could <clears> rebound, <throat> he could spread the floor and shoot. He wasn't an amazing shooter, but he wasn't a bad one either. He thought he was good enough. Yeah. yeah. I thought he would be in the NBA. I thought he'd still be in the NBA. Yeah, how the, felt like there was something there that like, he would produce whenever he was in the NBA, but there was just something about him sticking around that didn't work out. I I kind of with Tower Ulis, I thought that he was going to find a way, even though he was undersized. He's so short though, it makes it so tough. Yeah, uh, and uh, he he had you know he had a cup of coffee. I thought Devin Booker would be in the NBA. I didn't think he'd be this good. I don't think he'd be a star yeah, like this. And yeah. Same with Tyler Hero. I, I, what, yeah, what you yeah. find in the NBA is if you can shoot, you're you're going to have a pretty decent chance to be able to make it. Assuming you're also not five foot nine. Like Emmanuel, quickly, I didn't think he'd be as good as he is. Not that I, like, not to totally answer your question, Brad, because it's not that I didn't think those guys would make it in the NBA. I just didn't think that they would be superstars. Didn't think Tyler Hero would be six man for a finals team. Trey Lyles is the correct answer there. The fact that he's still a, it's opinion question, Scoots. No, that's the answer. It's a fact. Are you? You're just mad that Arsenal Tech's finest didn't end up at in Bloomington. Oh, I'm yeah. Not a, not a Trey Lyles guy, but he is the answer there. Yeah, he's making a lot of money, and good and good for him. 
A texter says, uh, I'd say, I, you know, Nick Richards. I didn't think he'd be hanging around the NBA. Is he? Yeah, but he, yeah. He, he he's hanging around, but he's still, it's still year three. You know. That's true. He could he could be out but and never he, come he, back after this year. He has some, like, really good games. He has some really good weeks. Now, of course, the the Hornets are one of the favorites to get Wimbayama. Yeah, they're, and they're the worst team in the NBA. Uh, long shot. His, well, Melo hasn't played eight, this year. He's averaging eight and six on the year. Really? He'll have a couple yeah. games, too, where he's getting, like, seven shot blocks, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our boy Justin Rowland tweeted out yesterday who'd win between 2020 UK and this year's UK team. Yeah, and he didn't get the interaction I think he wanted because most folks were just like, yeah, 2020 would win. You don't need to cry about it. You got little tears in your eyes. Yeah, well, get some of that. Uh, the, but it's, but I, and I think I'm with him. So. Nothing against this 2023 team. Mm-hmm. I just think that'd be a terrible matchup for this year's team. Like mm-hmm. a team that's totally guard heavy that has rim that can, protection and has, yeah <laughs> yeah like I mean the, it's just the perfect recipe of what this year's UK team doesn't want to see. I will say UK front court. If you got Nick Richards in trouble and foul trouble, then you could, Oscar you, you could have a chance. Oscar but, could have but, a big but game. Richards Toppins could, could pose have a big game. A problem for Oscar. Yes, you know. Yeah, um, but UK would this year's UK team would have the advantage at the four position, and that would probably the four and five would be a push. But it's not the matchup that usually favors Oscar. But he'd still get his rebounds. He'd still score. Um, but, you know, if you're Ooh. giving me Wallace, Reeves, and Livingston versus quickly Maxi and Hagens, I'm taking the latter there. Yeah. Uh, all right, another texter says, Folks rattled by Roush's column on Calipari's archaic offense. Can I get a come on? Come on. Oh, that was fun. To read. That was fun to read those replies. I had a really good time with it. Yeah, it was a hoot. Um, especially when you – the comments were very – I mean, they're even more hilarious in hindsight as well. Um, People don't like being pushed back on bad takes. Weird how that works. Yeah, yeah. And the, I, I also love that – The anonymous source stuff is just so embarrassing. Well, and you know that it was all coaches who have – they gained from Cal Perry's – Fault. Like the, the, they're pushing, they're propping themselves up by putting him down. They have something to benefit, so of course they're going to rag on Cal. Um, but I did love the on some of the replies. There was a lot of, "Hey, never faltered here," and I got receipts of those who did. And then there was some other ones who like tried to do some mental gymnastics over it. And it's, oh, you cherry picked that stat, and it's like, no, they're also 14th overall in the country, but just the third best in the last 10 games is. Much more of an indictment. Now, if you want to say, well, but they're doing it against bad teams, they still have a top 50 offense against top 50 teams in America, against their quality opponents. Um, so it it just it's, – it's all about defense with this team and being able to guard guys. And to this next extra's point, it said famous last words, but Auburn's guards do not scare me in the slightest. They'll hit a couple late shot clock – late shot clock 25-footers, though, which they will um, – but Katie Johnson and Wendell Green do a good job of getting downhill. Wendell and Green scares me a lot more than Katie Johnson does. It's just I, I can see getting some bad switches, and then they hit some runners that hit the top of the glass, and you're like, how in the hell did that go in? Some really annoying, like super high arcing shots yes. that go in. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, because this team is not great defensively. Kaysom Wallace is a great defender, and they're a great rebounding team, but they don't have the rim protection, and they're bad at keeping guys in front of them. Yeah, like it's just, and it's it's going to cost them. They're as good as the advanced stats are about what they say about Kentucky's offense. 
it's still the lowest ranked defense of the Calipari era. That's crazy to think. Yeah, it's just, it's just not great. No, it's not. Wendell Green's uh, he's gonna he's gonna be tough for UK. I, I should have stayed at EKU. Who do you put on him? The problem is Cason if Jason Wallace is about four inches taller, five inches Cason, taller. And do you want to just wear his ass out <laughs> too? I would. That's true. I, I would think like Reeves probably. But he's man, he can be so bad by defense. I mean, he's 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 not a good defender, yeah. and uh, not that you put Toppin on him. Toppin's the, also not the a thing good is, is to lump, not make Reeves be all by himself. In Reeves, in theory, negativity. should be a good matchup if he just plays off of him and says, "I'm four or five inches taller than you. I have a long wingspan. I dare, I'm daring you to shoot over me." But it doesn't always it, work that it, easily. Exactly, you still have people blow by you from time yep. to time. I don't know, uh, I, but I will say, if I'm Cal. You've got to play the bench more. You can't do yeah. a full twenty minutes of the starters. Put you got to get the arrow. arrow. On him. You got to get the arrow in there. Yeah. yeah, and I would throw maybe some different guys on him as well. But if you're UK, when you're playing at home, you can't let one guy beat you, and you can't really let two guys beat you. Not that it hasn't happened before. Um, but you got to slow him down. You got to be able to slow him down. I'm really interested in the Broom Oscar matchup. One thing I do like from Oscar's standpoint that Broom's never seen him before. Mm-hmm. That this is. And I, knowing my luck, like they would have crossed paths somewhere longer many years ago. But I do think when people, I think Oscar can take people aback a little bit the first time going against him. He's not the tallest dude in the world. He is very strong, but I think just his footwork can kind of surprise some people. So Castle, you know, when you think back to Colin Castleton and he had the big game against Oscar this season, Oscar had some good games against him last year. Like he does struggle against length, but, he can he can also have some decent games against length. He can do he can hold his own from time to time. So I like the fact that they've never matched up against one another. I bet if they meet up in the SEC tournament, I bet Broom would have a better game than he would tomorrow. Um, but that's going to be a, another interesting one to watch. Hopefully, UK just annihilates them on the glass. They should absolutely do that. Did not realize that Broom was six ten too. I thought he was. Yeah, I would have guessed six eleven. I was thinking he was like six eight. I thought. And that's me just making oh, assumptions no, about mid-major pl- forwards that are great rebounders. If Oscar left, there's a very good chance he would have been at Kentucky. Yep. Uh, but he is Auburn's probably best player, leads them in scoring, leads them in rebounding, leads them in block shots. I think he's one of the top shot blockers in the country. He's a good player. This is just a game Kentucky's got to win, though. Uh, you're, you're probably a better team collectively. It needs to be a game that you win. Texter says... TJ, I got a face. I got on Facebook for the first time in months tonight, and I saw you wish me a happy birthday on the fourteenth. Much appreciated, pal. Yeah, happy birthday. Very cool birthday, Mar or uh, February fourteenth. Is it? Yeah, I think it's a cool birthday. I think Valentine's would be a cool day to be. Wouldn't born. be great if Carrington Valentine was born on February fourteenth. Would be pretty cool. Boing, boing, boing. Are you sure that he's not? I'm not sure. Can't make sense of these bracketologies. Tennessee is wildly considered a three seed. They have one more win, but Kentucky has. One more quad one and two wins. Sure, their best wins are Bama and Kansas are better than our two best, but is that worth five or six seeds difference? Just feel like South Carolina loss is costing us three seed runs. But I also think that there's some, like, they're slower to adjust to the results. They're not going to be as quickly as reactionary because Tennessee is slipping seriously down the stretch. Kentucky's rising. And like I said, we've got, um, we've got, we've, Got more time for this stuff to shake out. Shelby Mass always does a clean scrub on his Friday night bracket, and he so he's going to be doing a clean scrub tonight. Uh, interested to see 
where where what that's going to be like. Oh, uh, he also just posted his bracket for this morning. Let's see what he did. Cats are a nine seed. Providence is the eight. Purdue is the one in New York. Don't love it. Don't love it. Nope. I do think UK would should beat Providence, but I do think it'd probably be a pretty challenging game. We're not. Yeah, we're not want that. Just wouldn't want all the yeah the exactly. hoopla that go into it. Mm-hmm. Hopkins would have a good game, but. Oscar should have another really good game, and I think UK's guards are a little bit better than Providence's. But, yeah, I would not want it, though. I'd, I'd rather play other teams. So, Shelby, boo, boo. Also wouldn't love Purdue's the one, but if you're having to play a one in the second round, I'd rather, I mean, okay. It's going to yep. have to be somebody. Texter says, Roush says, he put his hands up theory is flawed. Yes, people will throw their hands up when they know they've committed a foul, but that doesn't mean it was intentional. Yeah, get him, Texter. I mean, to think that that was unintentional and just like a normal player falling into the crowd situation is just naive. Yeah. It's irresponsible more than anything. <laughs> Kentucky Crow texts in and says, Happy Friday, guys. I haven't texted in a while, but I wanted to stop and let you all know how awesome the show is. And I very much appreciate what each one of you guys bringing the number one sports show in southern Indiana and Kentucky. Can we get Scoots to uh, agree to video his field sobriety test and upload it to the KRC Twitter page? You guys stay blessed. We would love <laughs> A video of you doing a field sobriety test. <laughs> Hope you're doing well, Kentucky Crow. Good to hear from you. Maybe if we get that situation tonight, I'll do that. Yeah, Maybe. get your roommate to like. Maybe. Do like a little like role play. He plays the cop, and you have to play. No, the drunk. that won't be happening. Why? But I'll be. I w- I may do that. I'll sit there and do my field sobriety. You could see live PD in the background, and and just know that I I do exactly what they do on TV. Take a video of it. I might. Put it on the Kentucky Roll Call Twitter page. It's a small uh, audience. You it'll, it'll stay amongst friends. Yeah. Just finished listening to yesterday's podcast. You all talked about Kentucky having a top 10 offense over the past three years and how people criticize Cal's archaic offense. The numbers say otherwise, but you can really say our offense has been enjoyable to watch. We never have great spacing and the ball movement gets stagnant, which from a fan perspective is frustrating. No, like it. I mean, at times it's say, really fun to watch. We at didn't times say it's three a, years it, either. It, and it, and also the last two years, I would think it's been overwhelmingly more positive. Last year was really fun to it watch offensively. Fun. I mean, yeah. When they put up 107 on Tennessee at Rupp, that was, was a really the good The offense time. sucked eggs in November. I mean, that, there's no denying that. There was very much a listlessness about it. But it, unsurprisingly, a basketball team took the season to figure things out. Stop the press. Yeah. Like, it takes things to figure out. And maybe injuries is what forced Cal to play the right line. Think about how bad Reeves was shooting, too, early on in the season. Like, he was not good. He was, we were like, where's the Bahamas Reeves at? And we still haven't had that game where it's like, aha, it's all clicked. The offense was just perfect. But they have stretches that are really good and that I find fun to watch. (laughs) There are other stretches, usually when they're trying to close out a game, that aren't as fun to watch. But yeah, this team is not a, it's a pretty average to good basketball team. Probably good. I think average is a little harsh. It's a good, not great basketball team. They they have bad stretches. They're they're still figuring it out. Hopefully, John here. Happy TGI Friday morning to all. Friday is always fun because it's just one day closer to game time, my friends. I have our cats beating the baby tigers by fourteen, and the MVP will be Wallace. Wow. Man, I hope you guys are right about CJ and Wheeler. I know we do not like to compare our program to other teams, but it kind of reminds me of the twenty fourteen UConn when they got hot and won it all as a seven seed. We can do the same, and Wallace and Livingston will start to shine even more down this stretch, and they will be a big reason why they will be cutting down the nets. I love this team. I'm happy to be a Cats fan. Well, have a great week and got to go. Talk to you later, John. To bring up the fourteen. UConn team though you'd have to say who is who's your Napier who, who's Reeves. your no I, no it'd be Wallace's Napier right 
he yeah, but he's not. Like he's just not. He can't be somebody that's going to go score thirty points. As much as we love him, he's and, been twenty plus a couple times though. Yeah, no, he's it, missed thirty three of his last forty four. It's it's a different kind. I just think the overall gist he's saying is just a team that seemingly got hot out of it. But I think if you're going to do that, they got hot because one player just went bonkers and couldn't be stopped, and it was really fun to watch. But I I don't know if Kentucky has that. That being said, the 2014 UK team didn't have a dude that did that, but they did have a dude that hit every clutch shot when they needed. Yeah, they – the the Different UK team, cat, I, I suppose, John. So played better as a team. It wasn't as individualized. Which, by the way, some of those box scores from there are shocking. Yeah. It, it, from the UK standpoint, things going well up in Ann Arbor. Suck it, Michigan fan. Uh, Shane O'Bannon says, "Bring on the Smoinies." Only a few hours for me. How about a KRC live show from Iowa? Sign me up. Happy Friday, go Cats. Don't think we're the good old six a.m. Central Time live show. Shannon O'Bannon. I'm not sure that would work. Yeah. Um, but I've. Hey, Shannon O'Bannon, I want you to be happy, but just can't. Des Moines, one of the worst spots UK could play in the first round. Imagine clapping Florida. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can't, yep, yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's one of your buddies, too. He knows better. Yeah, there you go. I almost got you. As for Terrence Jones, almost like the NBA <laughs> frowned upon people kicking homeless people. Uh, Terrence Jones put up decent numbers. I think he had an attitude problem, and his numbers weren't good enough for teams to put up. That's right. Attitude adjustment is what that guy needs. <laughs> uh, who won the, uh, the the guessing game on Wednesday when I was out? Death, death uh, I got the spread for Scoots sure. was closest, but I don't know. We never decided on MVP. You all didn't pick MVP? Well, because it was – no, we picked MVP, but it was – well, who did you all pick for I MVP? had Toppin, and he had I had Oscar. Oscar. But Ooh, it, I it, had it, Oscar in my text message. It's, it's living stuff. Did you? Oh. I, I did, but oh. I didn't have first pick. Okay. Uh, it, it's Livingston, so nobody gets a point for MVP. Okay, but you get a point for closest score? Correct. All right. That makes the score 7-6 to 5. Whoa. And uh, we'll go all the way through March in this. So Roush we... is at 7, right? Yes. Okay. So Roush, first pick. Cats are going to win 73-66. to 7-point win. Uh, they don't get the pull away, um, but I do think they do um, keep it in that buffer zone throughout, and uh, Antonio Reeves hits a bunch of shots. I think this one's going to be a little lower scoring than what we've seen this season and what I've predicted this season. Cats win. Give me 66-62. I'll take Oscar. Mm, okay. okay. we got a 7-4. and a four. Is TJ going to go who big? Did, who did you take for yours? Reeves. Reeves, okay. Yeah. Uh, I will go UK 80 to 72. Give myself eight and a half. The yeah, benefit of going last. Dog. And I Freaking will. Freaking price is right in me. Take Wallace. Uh, gosh, maybe Toppin would be the better choice. But big Wallace game. Ah, no, I'm taking Toppin. I'm backing off of it. I'm going Toppin. Going Toppin. I don't think there's anybody Auburn really has to match up with Toppin. Hope I'm right about that. All right, there's your picks. Enjoy. Have a good weekend. Go Cats. Be safe. We'll see you on Monday. This is KRC. I'm Big X. TJ Walker. Nick Rapp, Justin. Oh, God.